No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Never was anyone prouder than Pharaoh, and God resisted no one more than he resisted Pharaoh. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. Five plagues down, five to go. At any time, the plagues could have stopped if Pharaoh would have heeded the voice of the Lord and let the children of Israel go. But he hardened his heart and God made things worse. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 9 verse 8. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handfuls of ashes from a furnace, and let Moses scatter it toward the heavens in the sight of Pharaoh. And it will become fine dust in all the land of Egypt, and it will cause boils that break out in sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. The Egyptians prided themselves on being a clean people. That is one of the reasons why they were clean-shaven. Their priests could not minister in the temples of their gods if they had any kind of disease. Now Moses was to take ashes from the furnace and scatter it in the sky before Pharaoh, and it would spread out as fine dust throughout all of Egypt, causing boils to form on both man and beast. We know that boils are formed when bacteria infect the hair follicle, causing a painful, pus-filled sore to develop. In addition to causing suffering, this plague would effectively cease all false worship in the land for the priests could not minister to their gods. Verse 10, Then they took ashes from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh. And Moses scattered them toward heaven, and they caused boils that break out in sores on man and beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, For the boils were on the magicians and all the Egyptians. Very likely, Pharaoh was the first one to receive the boils. Then his magicians could not even stand before Moses because of the boils. These who had competed with Moses and Aaron in duplicating the first two plagues were now benched and on the sidelines. Verse 12, But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Up until now, Pharaoh had hardened his own heart, but now the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. This is just what God said he would do. Pharaoh hardened his heart, and the Lord made Pharaoh stiff or firm in that position. Verse 13, Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh, And say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For at this time I will send all my plagues to your very heart, and on your servants, and on your people, that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. Now if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. But indeed, for this purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. 
as yet. You exalt yourself against my people in that you will not let them go. This begins the third triad of plagues, which in each case begins with the Lord instructing Moses to confront Pharaoh early in the morning. God explains himself to Pharaoh, telling him that the plagues were directed against his very heart, so that he would know that there is none like Yahweh in all the earth. Remember what Pharaoh had said in Exodus 5.2, Who is Yahweh, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know Yahweh, nor will I let Israel go. The ten plagues were God's answer to Pharaoh's question. God tells Pharaoh that he could have stretched out his hand and cut him off from the earth. But God raised up Pharaoh for this purpose. He used Pharaoh's stubborn pride to demonstrate his mighty power to all the world. And the prouder Pharaoh became, the more powerful the Lord became in resisting him. James tells us, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And Jesus said, Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is a spiritual law, as sure as the physical law of gravity. The Lord pinned Pharaoh to the wall with these words, You exalt yourself against my people in that you will not let them go. Woe to the person who would exalt himself against the Lord or against the Lord's people. For he will soon discover that he has the Lord as his enemy. God defends his own, and no one can stand against him. And that's why the word tells us, if God is for us, who can be against us? This gives us insight into the ways of God. Why does God allow adversity to strike people? One reason is to break up the hard soil of their hearts. If God so chose, one tiny virus we can't even see could take us out. But God permits adversity to get our attention, to humble us, and to show us that we cannot persist in our own reckless and rebellious way against God and His commandments. If God didn't care about people, then He would let them skip along joyfully to hell. But God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they would turn and live. Adversity and suffering in our lives causes us to reassess our values. We can submit to the lesson and learn from God, or we can harden our heart and suffer more. Verse 18, Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause very heavy hail to rain down, such as has not been in Egypt since its founding until now. Therefore, send now and gather your livestock and all that you have in the field, for the hail shall come down on every man and every animal which is found in the field and is not brought home, and they shall die. F.B. Meyer writes of this seventh plague, Man had come into collision with the divine power, and what was intended for instruction and illumination suddenly became punitive and destructive. Pharaoh had been raised up to learn God's power, and enough had been done to make him acquainted with it, but he had misused his opportunity and turned God's goodness into an occasion of ever-hardening resistance. The result was that instead of being a monument of mercy— 
of the hearing ear and the understanding heart. He became a beacon and a warning, a sign to all generations that if a man will not bend, he must break. Yet, even in this punitive lesson for Pharaoh, God reaches out to the Egyptians in mercy. He didn't have to warn them to gather their livestock and servants out of the field. He did it to test them to see if they would fear the word of the Lord and to give them opportunity to spare themselves of this judgment. So it is today. God warns people of the impending judgment that will come upon the earth and upon all those who reject Jesus Christ. Those who fear the word of the Lord will come out of the field of this world and take shelter in Jesus Christ who protects us from the wrath to come. Verse 20, He who feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his livestock flee to the houses. But he who did not regard the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. Mankind is tested by the word of God. The wise listen and obey, but fools pay no attention and suffer for it. A godly leader who heeds the word of the Lord is a benefit to all who serve him. In this case, the Egyptians who feared the word of the Lord saved the lives of their servants and their livestock. Verse 22, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on man, on beast, and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his rod toward heaven. And the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire darted to the ground. And the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, so very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail struck every herb of the field and it broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. Try to imagine a devastating rain of hail and fire. No storm like this had ever occurred in Egypt. This also foreshadows the destructive hail that will come upon the earth in the future during the Great Tribulation. But God made a distinction with his people in Goshen so that they received no such hail. There are some who would place the church on the earth during the judgments of the Great Tribulation. But God does not pour out his wrath on his own people. We are the bride of Christ. He's not a wife beater. Verse 27, And Pharaoh said, And called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and my people and I are wicked. Entreat the Lord that there may be no more mighty thundering and hail, for it is enough. I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. This is the first time that Pharaoh makes any confession of sin. But was it true repentance? So Moses said to him, as soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease and there will be no more hail, that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you will not yet fear the Lord God. 
Now the flax and the barley were struck, for the barley was in the head, and the flax was in the bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they are late crops. So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord. Then the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain was not poured on the earth. The explicit references to the crops affected by the hail proves that it came in the month of February, for the barley was in ear and the flax in bud, but the wheat and spelt were only green. Verse 34. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet more, and he hardened his heart, he and his servants. So the heart of Pharaoh was hard, Neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Obviously, Pharaoh's confession of sin was not true repentance, for as soon as the hail stopped, he changed his mind. God is constantly teaching if we will listen. The circumstances of life, as well as his word, are our counselors. Are we listening? God is not sadistic. He takes no delight in the suffering of others. But suffering is a tool he uses to turn us from sin, if we will let it shape us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that as God announces the eighth plague of locusts, Pharaoh offers a third compromise, leave the women and children behind. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.